I think we should. I think we should just get into this now. So, um, now. yeah. So, welcome to Mom Fears My Podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> bonjour there. <laughs> so, uh, we were just talking about about records and vinyl, the rise of vinyl again. You have quite a lot of records, actually. Yes. How many? How many? Do you have any idea? I count them by length of the shelf. If okay. the shelf's two feet long, it has like 345s on it. You know? Okay. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Not, no ballpark at all? Oh. Last time I looked, it was 6,045s and probably 4,000 albums. Nice. Depends on what you count. You know, there's boxes here that right. are, you know, there's boxes of 45s over there. There's boxes of albums here that I'm saving. Some I'm getting rid of, but some I'm saving, you know. I just don't have room for them. And they're, they're not even counted in the... Oh, no, no, yeah, they're not yeah. counted in because they're not <laughs> on the shelves. That's awesome. I was drawn instantly to this <laughs> one that you pulled out of the most recent lot. You got the Parakeet Training Record. Yes, well, <laughs> it's probably out of date now, but probably Parakeet will say things that nobody understands because it's from the 50s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let your Parakeet teach himself to talk. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. The best way. We actually had that record when I was young. We had parakeet. We had a parakeet. Well, we had several off and on. Neither one of them said boner or anything else. So. <laughs> so this is this is just something you would play and the parakeets listen to. Yeah, it you you put it on when you go to the store and the parakeet has to bear with. <laughs> pretty boy, pretty boy. We can put it on if you want. I got the record player set up now. First words and phrases are the most difficult for parakeets to learn, and with this record, they will break that first word barrier. First one is probably shut this record off, will you please? <laughs> Turn it off. Is it recording? There we go. Okay, well, I don't know what we were talking about because the recorder just died, but we were <laughs> somewhere we were talking about records. Um uh, well happy Father's Day. Thank you. Same to you. Happy yeah. Father's Day to you too. It was uh Yeah. Did you do anything fun yesterday for Father's Day? Uh I worked eight hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> But then I came home and jumped in the pool and uh, made steaks on the grill, and it was cool. It was fine. Awesome. Everybody called me. Said uh, All on the same, on the right day? Yeah. Yeah. Alan's a little late, but... That's all that matters, yeah. though. They called. Yeah, they called. And uh, Jared stopped over. Lena called me at work. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dad's got to work on another holiday. <laughs> Greeting card holiday. That's what it is, you know. The time to go out and get crabs and beer and I agree and dopey ass sappy cards that bring a tear to your eye and you go Father's Day really <laughs> what you have to do with it you know <laughs> yes mom said she she told you Happy Father's Day you're welcome yeah you're welcome because <laughs> if it wasn't for her you wouldn't be a father yeah right yeah well yeah I didn't want to tell her that you know. It didn't necessarily mean you wouldn't ever be a father. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I had, uh, I mean, I had a, uh, an eventful uh, Father's Day weekend. We basically tore the boys' room apart, re- repainted everything, tore the carpet out, tore the subflooring out, had the floor redone. Bill came over, my brother-in-law, came over with uh, Uncle Steve and knocked out the laminate floor while I was off playing Dungeons & Dragons on Father's Day. <laughs> Wow. 
I guess these guys are fathers. <laughs> no, well, Steve is. So, I understand yeah. somebody laid the subfloor right on top of concrete. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as we thought. Oh. Um, it was uh, a laminate. It was there was wood between the subfloor and the and the concrete, but the wood was what was keeping all of the moisture. Well, like, sure. Yeah. So the wood yeah. was just completely disgusting and and rotted and moldy. Um, the actual concrete floor wasn't because you know the water water comes in, water goes out. Right. Yeah. Um, so no, we got all new vapor lock subfloor for underneath the laminate and. Even redid the closet. We painted the inside of the closet, trimmed everything up nice, and there's a mildew resistant paint that that I don't know whether you've ever run across it or not. I use it in the bathroom downstairs, 15, 16 years ago, and it's still oh nice. I mean, it was white, and it's not white anymore, but it's right. sort of a sort of a cream. But <laughs> there is no there is no mold and mildew on the ceiling in the bathroom, so. Nice. Now I haven't I haven't gotten that into. We've just really started doing projects around the house. I ripped up the porch a couple weekends ago. The the roof under the porch. Okay. Because we redid the top so it would stop leaking into the the roof. Right. You know? So right. we redid the they redid the shingles and everything. Uh, Homeownership is such a hoot. It's great. <laughs> it's such a hoot. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. I do, and I, I feel like either way you're kind of boned because all of my friends that rent, you know, feel like they're throwing money away because they're just paying for a place to live that they'll never own. And I said, yeah, but you're paying for a place to live that you're never going to have to fix. And hopefully, as long as you have a decent, you know. I don't know where Presbyterian Village is looking better and better. <laughs> the older I get, the older I get, the, the more the blue hairs are drawing me in. Yeah, it used to seem like, you know, it used to seem like you were giving up. If you finally decided, yeah, I'll put me in the home. I'll right, never right. go. But yeah, you never have no, to. No, no, no. <laughs> you never have to paint another wall. Or... I don't want to mow another blade of grass. I don't... <laughs> it was a busy weekend, you know, because it was basically to pull everything out of the boys' room, it made the house a mess. You know, then the boys couldn't also couldn't sleep in the room, so we had to make them up, have a sleepover in the living room, um, where there already was not a lot of room. And so everything, floor's done, walls are painted, everything's starting to go back in. We basically need to put the put the heating register back together and onward. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, but it's weird. Like I kept I kept Another. having moments like that because of Father's Day and just you know I mean I have the realization often, but I'm the dad now. Like I keep having those moments where you know Will it, Will it wanted to come out and watch me you know cut something on the saw and you know, tell him you know stay back here put you know don't don't look at this here sit here and same thing with mowing the lawn like he cannot wait to mow the lawn and you know i i've given him you know i'm doing the same thing like look you can you can watch from the porch but when i come this way you need to cover your eyes you need to look away and i just so i just keep having those moments of yeah i'm i'm the dad now i well in the words of david crosby teach your children well (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying he's jumping off things that's that's fun that's fun. He jumped off the slide, the top of a... It's only about a six-foot slide. But yeah, he watched an older boy do it. He watched a seven-year-old jump off the slide, and so he thought he could do it, and he broke his arm. <laughs> so yeah. he's been in uh. a cast now for almost two weeks, and luckily won't need surgery and will be coming out of the cast the beginning of July. Well, that's good. I, I, I You know, he sees uh, Batman jump off a roof, and he right. sees Superman jump off a building, and... and uh, and a seven-year-old jump off the slide just seems to follow in the right. Follows right along, you know. Follows right along with the uh, superhero jumping off of something. 
Well, and we subscribe to this email thing where we have, ever since Katie was pregnant with Will, that sort of gives you an update, weekly update, like what your nine-month-old is doing, what your, you know, two-year-old is doing. And not two days after leaving the emergency room with the cast on, we got the next email that was like, he might be turning into a little bit of a daredevil and and sort of, (laughs) you know, not listening, trying to do things on purpose, things that he knows are unsafe because his... His perception of of what will hurt him right. is skewed. And right. we're like, thanks. Yeah, two, <laughs> I mean, we knew it was coming, but two days later, the email comes through. He might uh, he might try and jump off a slide and break his arm. <laughs> Information we could have had yeah, yesterday. Yeah, could, could have mentioned that two days earlier. But he's good otherwise, and he's in that phase now where he's testing. You know, he just wants to say no all the time, and he wants to refuse. And Mom says that we didn't really do that. And I don't know if she just has a... <laughs> I don't know if she remembers it differently. <laughs> Or not, um, but I I don't I don't remember much younger than than five years old. I don't have many memories younger than five years old, four or five. Neither do either of us, really, because <laughs> that's, that's it was all a blur. That's the dark ages. That's the yeah. that's the, that's the, I don't know. Your mother loves you guys, all of you, a lot. I she may she may have some selective memory loss about some of the things that went on, but. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's always a well you know we don't have video records of it like everybody is now we don't have stuff with selfies and uh and uh and, and video of uh you guys jumping off whatever you jumped off of <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's been cool too is as far as capturing things on video um and i know at some point people must get annoyed on facebook because mostly all i do is take pictures of uh, tech week when i'm working on a show and the kids but it's really nice having this sort of online photo album like that's you know uh which you know doesn't necessarily mean it won't all just vanish someday <laughs> if the internet <laughs> yeah. up and disappears yeah. but it's really nice to have and what we started doing was actually um we were really bad with the baby book you know we got a lot of Willett's initial information in i don't think jude even has a baby book i don't know but um but we created emails for both of them we created gmails for them and anytime they do something funny or whatever they we think they'll appreciate something later in life we email them and send them a picture or send them a video um so they have all these time stamped emails and then when they're i don't know 13 14 15 and they want an email like well here we created we created a gmail for you (laughs) when you were born and it's got all these backlogged emails of you know when you did things and you know we don't even keep up with that as much as we should but (laughs) <laughs> that's sort of become our our baby book but yeah so there's i i don't ever remember i don't ever i think the only time i ever got injured as a kid was when the herd of a, a dance class mode you know bowled me over right you got run down by yeah a... i was so my my sister my <laughs> older sister elena who's eight years older than me was in dance class this is how i remember it being told to me and I was probably around three or four, something like that. I would think so. And uh, and I was waiting for Elena to come out of dance class, and I was looking through the keyhole of the door when dance class was dismissed, or I was standing in front of the door, and the door opened, and basically all of the kids who were coming out of the class ran me over, and I fell backwards with my arm behind me and got it sort of sprained. It didn't even really break. Um, no, it wasn't a break. It wasn't a break. But... but that's like, other than skinned knees doing, you know, riding bikes and stuff like that, that's... Luckily, one of the, I think the only major injury I got as a kid. Oh, I do remember getting hit in the face with a softball. 
I pitched a softball to Brad, and he hit it right into my mouth when that's how I lost my two front teeth. Hit it back at you. Yeah, hit it straight back at me. And that's um, probably why I never wanted to be a pitcher in Little League. Well, we had had my Little League team way back, and... Your your brothers your brothers little league team so this was this was a mid eighties probably no uh-huh. not mid eighties yeah it would have been mid eighties mid eighties he was ten eleven twelve <laughs> so this is around handlebar mustache time. right yeah right <laughs> I, I had uh, I had a pitcher I swore I would see him on a baseball card someday I yeah. really did I swore this kid could could easily pitch in high school pitch in college pitch wherever he wanted to. And he was he was eleven or twelve years old. He could bring the baseball. That's all he can say about. It. He could bring it. So in batting practice, in field actually fielding practice, I would position the players in their in their positions on the field, and I would proceed to hit balls to them. And I put him on the mound to field bunts and grounders and whatever, and throw to first as a pitcher is to do. And I tried to hit one to the center fielder, right behind him, a couple hundred feet behind him. And I hit a line drive right at his head. Oh, no. And he threw up a glove somehow. Somehow he threw his glove up because this thing was smoked. And this is hardball. This is not softball. This is not wiffle ball. And I was younger, and I drilled it pretty good. I was never a home run hitter. But from then on, <laughs> never again did I put a kid in the pitcher's mound, on the pitcher's mound, <laughs> while doing fielding practice. Oh, my God. My life flashed before my eyes, as I'm sure his did. <laughs> All you could see is Mr. Spaulding coming right at him. <laughs> and he threw up a glove. He didn't have time to duck, but he had a chance to throw up a glove and knocked it aside. I went and changed my pants and then came back and made sure that he stayed somewhere else for the rest of the practice and from then on and from then on. So that was... That's terrifying. Baseball's not supposed to be a contact sport. You get Every <laughs> once in a while you get somebody smacked in the helmet or hit in the chest which is why they started using those vests which I'm not sure I I'm, I'm still not sure I agree with that although most, right. of your, most of your little league pitchers can't throw 70 miles an hour you know or 60 miles an hour it always seemed to me like one of those statistical things that you know it, it happened one kid yeah it happened once or one twice kid. and there's yeah. he got hit in the breastbone and it collapsed his heart or collapsed the bone into the heart and he died over it and then it was this push to get everybody in a bulletproof vest to play baseball. Right. At least while they're batting. They could drop. I think they could drop it at first base if they made it to first base. But, uh, you know, keep the helmet on. And helmets are always good ideas. Oh, helmets are great ideas. But <laughs> helmets are great ideas. But, yeah, I can't imagine it was hard enough for me to, to run to first without a vest on. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I was a little pudgy, though. Yeah, a, lot of these ki- a lot of these kids were not were not real swingers you know i mean right. they had you know you put another extra couple inches of padding between their armpits and their arms you everybody doesn't have a vest that fits you perfectly either you know you always right. had a well, like a one size fits all vest that could put, put, put two kids in you know because there's always that kid on the team that needs a <laughs> needs a double xl which is fine because they're you know everybody's got to play ball everybody's got to play baseball period so <laughs> is that a rule yeah that's a rule that's a rule everybody plays baseball it's still um, really the only sport that I have any interest in in watching professionally 
on television and um, going to see live. And I really now that I've now that I've lost uh, a bunch of weight, I really want to play again. I don't I don't think I enjoyed playing as much when I was younger. I know I I know I enjoyed playing, but then after a while it got I was really bad at it. Like I was so bad, and I know you're not the kind of person that judges people's ability on that's not really the point of the game and all that sort of stuff, but not in Little League, it's not. Not yeah, in Little League. Not yeah. in Little League. <laughs> but it must, I still think like it had to be so hard to just watch me do poorly <laughs> day after day after day. I couldn't catch a ball. I couldn't hit the ball. I did for a little while, and as soon as it started getting... As soon as the pitches started getting faster, I got terrified of being hit with a pitch, and I would jump out of the way of perfect strikes. Yeah. Like, people would pitch three strikes in a row, and I would jump out of the way of all three of them and then sit down. And that was pretty much like the last... The last season, maybe two, of Little League for me. Um... I guess I was probably 11 or 12. It was before high school. I knew it was before high school because there was no well, way. Well, you I went in the senior league. Yeah. You went in the senior league and that's where the that's where the that's where the pitchers would have got faster although the mound got further away. Right. But you had a you know at least had a chance to look at it for another split second. But I can understand, you know, it's you know, I was I've seen people hit by a baseball profession, professional baseball players hit with a ball while batting. Never played a game again. Oh yeah, you know, I mean that's you know that's that has happened. Yeah, know? but like I say, it's not supposed to be a contact sport. You don't have the shoulder pads, you don't have the face guard, you don't have you know everything else that the, the professional football players have. The it's like everybody's a quarterback out there, you know, playing baseball. <laughs> you know, quarterback doesn't have all that jazz. It was, and it scares it scares a lot of kids. You got a lot of kids. I've seen hundreds of kids over the years play ball with 15 years with Oxford Little League. I've seen hundreds of kids play baseball, scores of kids that won't stand up to the plate because they're afraid of exactly what you were afraid of. You know? Yeah. And you can't blame a kid for that. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a scary situation. You have to, yeah, you have to trust a pitcher. And, you know, that sounds kind of silly because they'll put any kid that can throw a ball overhand, they'll put him on the mound <laughs> when the things get desperate and you right. get people that, aren't supposed to be pitchers throwing baseballs at your head and it's it's a uh, probably the bigger the older the older you got no, the indefinite you not you not the older right, right. you got but the older you get and the better the pitchers get it almost the factor of whether you're going to get nailed or not i think actually goes down yeah no the- <laughs> because the better the pitcher is the less people are going to get beamed you know I mean, still wear a helmet but you know right. you know this is well, it's something I wish I had I had realized because the the other problem was by the time I was I would say by the time I was 8, I was starting to consume more calories than I was burning, and a combination of that was I never I never really liked being outside. The only time I ever liked playing outside was when it snowed, and that's because I could take my Star Wars toys out and do Hoth. Oh. Okay. Like that was the only time I really liked playing outside. I wasn't I wasn't much for running. I loved swimming. I always loved swimming and being in the water. But I would I much preferred to just sit in front of the fan and watch TV and eat snacks and play video games. So by the time I was eight and nine, I was really gaining weight, and I know by the time I was twelve that I was overweight for a child, like really, really heavy, like you know, I wear you know I had to buy the small size of of men's pants <laughs> to fit in, and you know, I, so it was hard. Well, it was. I remember the one year we tried to get you in football program. 
the Golden Bear football oh, program. Oh, man, yeah. And as a novice, you're not supposed to be playing with guys that have been playing football for two and three years. Right. Been learning this stuff for two and three years. But because of your size at the time, you had to move up away from the away from the rookies right. that were supposed to be learning the game, and you got put with the older kids of your weight. Not you were you were younger. Yeah. But in a weight class, that far, <laughs> it's too much for your too much for your uh, ability. Yeah. You know, you had no idea what was going on. You lasted. It was one. I think it was one practice. Few practices, maybe. Was it? You, you did enough to sell. You you stayed long enough to sell enough things to win a whatever oh, they were selling. I guess I did. You know, that's funny. I always remember it as being like the first practice that no, I went I don't to think that so. I lost, I but it wasn't because I, I did. Were, yeah. Yeah. I think you were disappointed after the first practice that you were sure you're going to get killed. Yeah. You know that would. Well, and what what eventually did it was I didn't want to go back because the coach would was cursing at everybody probably again because they were older kids but he was. You know, Colin. yeah. But you at two and three, two or three years younger than most of these kids, football was not going to be the game for you right. at your size. Yeah, you know, and you're not that size anymore, which is a good thing. But <laughs> at that time, and it's probably it's probably your mother and I fault for letting you get that get that size. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to make a kid who doesn't want to do anything do something. Yeah, go play, go have fun. Right. Go play. Go, I go mean, uh, run I, around. I, I really always felt guilty. Hell, I don't want to run around. You know? <laughs> I still don't run around. <laughs> I still don't want to run yeah, around. Yeah, I still don't want to run around. I always felt guilty because mom, mom was an exercise teacher. And at the time, you were coaching Little League. And I, I had more than one one friend make fun of me for being for being fat. And like, I mean, not friend, but I had more than one peer make fun yeah, of there me. there you go. Your for, friends wouldn't do that. For being fat, but like... You're the worst player on the team, and your dad's the coach, and you're the fattest player on the team, and your mom's an exercise teacher. Like, it was, I was, I was, a, I was a joke pretty early on, and that that's when it started to bother me. It didn't really bother me before that, but that that last year, I was, I had no confidence in playing baseball. I had no confidence in my ability, and it just stopped being fun because I. I thought I was an embarrassment, and I thought, I, and I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like I, I found much more uh, engagement in in playing video games and watching movies because I I would get invested in stories and and characters and things like that, and that's like that's all I wanted to do. I had very little interest in learning how to build stuff, learning how to play games. You know, the the first the first time I actually played a pickup basketball game with friends in high school i was winded after like 30 seconds because they never it was just nothing you know we didn't we also didn't really live in a neighborhood where kids always played outside you know if i went outside i was on baltimore pike in fear of getting (laughs) hit by trucks so with i mean i had a great backyard so i did a lot of exploring and playing army outside and that kind of stuff but never really like let's all get together and play football let's all get together and play basketball and so Katie comes from a family that's that's you know into sports and has you know at least sees value in in sports in in school and and that sort of activity. So Will it tried out wrestling and I found myself like on on the dad side, but having the same reservations I had about football. Like Will it is starting at four and most of these kids are six or older. Like six, seven, and eight are the kids that he's wrestling with. And now he's almost five and he's really tall, but he's also not really aggressive. So, like, 
he would learn how to do moves, but the first time somebody overpowered him, like he just gave up. And he he always he always had a smile on his face, and I didn't care about the fact that he was losing matches. I was just really worried about him getting hurt, like because even just from doing wrestling and grappling in martial arts, it's so easy to just get something pulled or twisted, and and kids who don't necessarily have the same control, like it was really it was really a struggle for me to sit quietly and. Be an observer. Watch him. Yeah. Watch, at, at watch him get pounded around. Yeah. Like, it was well, awful. And a couple of times he came out and cried because he got thrown down too hard or whatever. You know, he got his bell rung. But never, never because he was miserable, you know, about it. It was always just, that was a little too much force, and now I'm shaken up mm-hmm. sort of emotional mm-hmm. response. Um, but he did soccer and loved it last year. He's going to do a soccer camp this summer, and just, like, he needs that activity. So. Yeah, he could use some. He could use. <laughs> he needs. To, he needs something to jump off of safely. Yeah, yeah. Jump, jump off the side of the pool and swim until your yeah. arms hurt. Oh. Maybe you know. Oh, I can't wait till the cast comes off. Yeah, that's the that's the Willet. If you're listening, don't jump off any more sliding boards. Do it for Pop Pop, please. <laughs> it's a. Well, I, it, just just to go back for a second, I was never embarrassed that you were my son trying to play baseball. I oh, saw what good. I saw what I saw. I had been a coach by then for 10, 12 years. And if you think back, I let you, I don't want to say gave up, but I gave in, let's say, and didn't require you to go back to baseball in the middle of a season. I'm pretty sure it was in the middle right. of the season. Uh, maybe it, you, maybe it probably you were, was. I think you were 14. I think it was the second year of senior league. Okay. Okay, now I had this, you know, when I went on and I, I coached the rest of that year, and the next year that you weren't, you didn't even come to games. You know, you weren't right. even signed up for Little League the last year that I coached. But I figured I had a, I had made this promise to Little League and these kids. Not that they cared about my promises, but I had made, <laughs> I had made a con, I had a contract here. I thought in my mind that I have to go back and I have to at least get, at least get through the three years of senior league with these same kids, and that's what I did. And that was the last year I coached. But it was, no time was I embarrassed that you were my son. And yet you couldn't play baseball. Everybody can't do everything, you know. You know, eye-hand coordination. Okay, go with the video games. You know, <laughs> go ahead with the video games. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna fight about it. I'm not gonna say get up there and take one and take one in the chest for the team. That, that wasn't. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I. I well, thank you. I, I was not never embarrassed that you were my son trying to play ball. And it it. It mattered to me that you did not force me to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always there's always a part of me and there's always an argument that thinks, well, if he had forced me to do it, maybe I would be good at it. Nah. But, yeah. Nah, that's not, that doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't work. You know, well, if he had forced me to do it, maybe I would have found my groove. Um, but I can't, I can't tell you how thankful I am that you didn't shame me for not wanting to do it or shame me for doing it and doing it poorly because I was so bad. I was so bad. Oh, I couldn't even catch fly balls. But over 15 years, Ugh. 90% of them can't catch a fly ball. <laughs> over 15 years of coaching Little League, I've had a lot of bad players. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of bad players on other teams because everybody had them. You know, everybody had everybody had a player that wasn't up to, you know, what you want them to be, you know. Right. They, they just, and everybody plays. That's the thing, so. 
you know, and the kid gets out there and he doesn't want to be there and his parents think he's going to be the new uh, Babe Ruth, you know, at some point he's going to, he's going to wake up one morning and crush a baseball Yeah, and it's not going to happen, you know, just not, just not going to happen, you know. So we, we, uh, you try, I never berated a kid for inability to play baseball. May have gone on them for like your sister got hit in the face with a rock. Now that kid didn't touch him, of course. He knew he knew that I was not happy, right? With him throwing a rock at my daughter to a and a scar she still carries on her face. Yeah. So you know, I mean, there's there's, but I never I never ran anybody into the ground for not being able to play ball. We uh, let's try this again. We tried it again. You know, but yeah. you know, it, I never would. I can't do that to kids. Yeah, well, for the most yeah. part, for the most part at wrestling, the the coaches and most of the other parents that were there had the same mentality of like our kids are being active. They're you know learning. The cool thing about wrestling is that it's a team sport, but it's also based on individual, individual success. Yeah, sure. Um, so all these really good things, but there was there was like the one dad who would always stand outside of practice because you could either you could either be in the hallway where you can't see you have to look through the little window in the door mm-hmm. or you could stand outside in the cold and look through the big windows to watch practice so i went out there the one time and it's it's the only time that i ever went outside mm-hmm. because this one guy would always stand outside and the whole time we were out there and i got the feeling that he does it every practice the whole time we were out here all he talked about was famous people who wrestled presidents who wrestled um how you know uh, our our nation is raised by you know raised by women all that you know I'm, I'm always working so my boy's always with his mother and this is the man thing that he does and like it was all very macho and like his kid was one of the ones his youngest he had two his youngest was one of the ones that would cry from anxiety of having to do the match he never yelled back in his face but everything about his posture and the words that he would say it was like like no, we're here. You have to do this. Like you made a commitment, and it's a really, it's a really hard line to walk. Teaching, teaching my kids commitment and not wanting to force them to do something they don't want to do, or or teaching them that it's important to do their best, but at the same time not make them feel bad if their best isn't better than somebody else. Like it's a, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> well, there's a parent like that on every team, of every sport, right, of every kid. There's at least one parent doing exactly what you said, be it baseball, football, soccer, chess, whatever. It could be, it, 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 there's always going to be one parent that thinks he knows the game better than everybody else connected with the game. Right. <laughs> not just not just on this team, but everybody connected with the game, he will know better what to do. It may be wrestling, it may be like I said, it's, it's there's always going to be one. There's always going to be one. Right. And you you just you just have a, as a coach, I played ball a little bit in high school, but but I was too far out of town. I couldn't. I my mother didn't. My mother drove, but she didn't have a car, so I couldn't get to baseball practice. I had to walk five miles home if I wanted to stay for <laughs> baseball practice, <laughs> or get somebody else's father, or parent to bring me home, or mother, or whatever. So I didn't. I didn't last long in in. Uh, baseball in school but I always coached I coached from the time your brother was eight years old he's now what 45 you know I was a lot younger then (laughs) he was younger I was younger but you see you see these people and you'd rather they just 
go the hell home. Right. You know, go home and and get the kid to tell you about it at the end of the at the end of the game or at the end of the practice or at the end of whatever. You know, go home. You know, go 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 get a cup of coffee somewhere and come back when the practice is over or right. come back when the game is over. If this is the way you're going to act, you know, we don't need it. You can't throw people off the you can't throw people off the field, parents off the field because they're the ones that pay the money. To get their kid into these sports that the kid doesn't give a damn about. Right. It just does not give a damn about about this particular sport. Pick a sport. doesn't matter. They're the ones that pay the money up front. If you're in football, you pay for all the pads. You pay for all the uniforms. You pay for, oh, my God, it's fantastically expensive to be in football now because of the because of the, the helmet. The right. helmet. I, I bought cars that cost <laughs> less than that helmet. <laughs> Really, I've I've bought a couple cars that did not cost what the, what the helmets cost that they make these parents buy. So you can't you can't throw them off the field. But if they just if this is the way they're going to be, you just wish they would go home. I imagine it's a lot like even even dance parents are like that. Oh my I, god! Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We're just coming off the recital from your from your uh, your niece, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay just had a two day dance recital. And uh, we went to two shows on Saturday, and the Dance Mom program was on television. Yeah. Okay. That's just watch a couple episodes of that. Get that okay. on. Get that on Netflix or something, or uh, <laughs> or uh, or what is it? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. that would be the place for Dance Moms, probably. I, I think it's probably. I think it's off the air now, but there is moms like that, you know. Yeah. It's just like the dads are like that with your wrestlers and your soccer players and whatever else. So, it's human nature, I guess. My yeah. kid's got to be the best at everything because I wasn't. Yeah. See, that's the problem. You know, it's a it's an extension of what you never got to be, you know. Right. Yeah, I would love nothing more than to see him yeah. excel at sports. Oh, sure. But I feel oh, sure. so far out of my element. We've we've been talking about, you know, um, starting to teach him karate. And, and I never wanted to do karate when I was a kid, mostly because I was afraid of it being like the karate kid, like winding up in the Cobra Kai dojo. And I always thought, I always thought like I'm, I'm the pudgy kid in baseball. If I was the pudgy kid in karate, it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be so much worse because then there would be people who are allowed to kick and punch you right, right. <laughs> instead of just make fun of you. But well, there I, you go. There you go. Karate. Your older brother was in karate. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was in karate and lasted, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he did it for a year. My recollection is weak on this one because it right. wasn't it wasn't a great thing I didn't think for him at the time. He was not small at the time either, you know. Right. Anyhow, they were they were they paired off and they did a a drill they were supposed to do. It was a test. That's what it was. It was a test for the next belt. Oh, okay. He was a plaid belt or a polka dot <laughs> belt or whatever the hell he was. He was something. <laughs> and he would to, to, in order to be a, in order to be a Paisley belt. <laughs> He had to he had to pair off with another karate Student. another karate kid, and it went well for a couple of seconds, and then the kid hit him. There's no contact. It was supposed to be no contact. Right. It's one steps. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? There's I supposed do. Supposed to be no contact. Well, there was contact, and that was the last karate class he ever took. Oh. And I I don't even remember the kid's name now. Maybe I do. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but that was the last time he that was the last time he went to a karate class. So it was just uh, you know there's always something there's always something. He wasn't gung ho into it anyway. Gung ho. <laughs> 
too young. It's just too young. Oh no, you can't expect a nine or ten year. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't remember how old how old he was at the time. He could have been nine, ten, eleven, something like that. But it was you know, it was not enough. He did not have enough training to take a shot like that and get up and say, "Well, that's the game." That's, you know, yeah. that's, that's this is what <laughs> this we. Is this is goes. a sport. You know, this is a sport. You know, I'm going to get smacked once in a while. No, no, he's not going to do that. Yeah, you know, he's just not going to go there. So. I kind of think Willett will do really well if we can get him into track or something. Anything where he can just run. We've gotten to the point where he just wants to run back and forth in the house. And he's like, can I eat? And we're like, you just had dinner. Like, okay, can I drink? We're like, no, it's too late. It's too late to have drinks before you go to bed. No, can I? Okay, can I run? No, no. Well, I, I mean, I want you to because I want you to get tired and go to yeah, sleep. But you also are running back and forth in the house. Yeah, this is not, yeah. <laughs> like a crazy person with yeah. a cast on. Uh, so, I don't know. We need definitely need more things. Just don't take him to the playground. No. <laughs> I mean, run off the sliding board. I won't. Not for a long time. Well, anyway. Not until he gets healed up. And now it's time for Dad Fears My Trivia. Lord. Yes. There we go. Are you ready for this? No, probably not. No. I don't want you to be ready for it all the time. Here we go. I had all to right. pull it up on the phone. Okay. Question number one. Okay. The first television trivia quiz game with money prizes debuted in 1955 and lasted until 1958 and was the highest rated TV show in 1956. What was the title? This would have been our first television. It been our first television set. Who do you trust? No. Or do you trust your wife? It had no. two different names. What? It had two different names. Yeah, wow, okay. Do was, you trust your wife with the game show? Do you trust your wife, show? yeah, with the answer? Do you, yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Groucho, the answer, the Groucho 60, Marks. Oh, the $64,000 question. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the first. That only lasted how long? Three years. Get out. Three seasons, I guess. Wow. Yeah. $64,000 question, which I sounds almost like pyramid right the 64,000 or the what is it $100,000 pyramid I mean that wasn't the 50s yeah, but no, the guy was in an isolation booth and I can't think of his name right now either but somebody had fed him the answers and the, the whole thing ended in disgrace oh wow the whole show ended in disgrace I remember $64,000 just got to be something earlier than that what's his prime time I don't know <laughs> according according to the internet trivia site that I go to okay all right 64,000 okay Number two. Okay. Edward Teach, an Englishman who turned to an extremely savage form of piracy, was better known by what colorful name? Colorful name. Edward Teach. I should know this. Blackbeard. Yes. There you correct. go. I knew I knew it. Blackbeard. Very good. All right. Starting the roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number three. What famous rapper? Oh, Jesus. What's this? <laughs> Starred in the movie Eight Mile. Eminem. Correct. Okay, well, I do, yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> At least it's an older rapper. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number four. In 1729, the Chinese banned the smoking of what product? Opium, I guess. Correct. Opium. That's where the opium dens came from. <laughs> it is, you, yeah. You did I, it illegally. I was actually really surprised that it was banned as early as 1729. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought, I honestly thought there were still opium dens mm -hmm. around today yeah. somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there are, but, yeah. you know, like, legal ones. Yeah, right. Number five. 
What was the working title of the Beatles song Yesterday? Yesterday. It was the uh, it was the words that he was saying before he wrote the lyrics to 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 sing the melody. He woke up singing the melody and he just put it to words and called it that. Okay. All my troubles seem so far away. No. No. Okay. No. The answer is scrambled eggs. Scrambled Gee, eggs. My next guess. My next guess. <laughs> he called it scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. That's what he sang instead of yesterday. Scrambled eggs. Da 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 da. Some scrambled eggs. Oh, okay. So that was the working title for All the song. Right. Bizarre, but it is number six. Name four of the Marines from the 1986 movie Aliens. A pwn. That's one. Uh, Christ, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good one to get. He's yeah. not even a main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I give you real names? No, I don't. Michael Bin. Yeah, this is real name, but I don't know what the character name was. Now I don't know. You got a pwn. Yeah, pwn screwed me all up. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have come out with that one so fast. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought you were just gonna rattle um, them off. Um, Drake. Yes, two. Uh, Drake is fun. No, I can't. I know. Too deep in there. It's too deep in there. Oh, Let right. Me think. One more. One more. Okay. Let me Come get, on. Try and get one more. <laughs> Michael Bin was called Spunkmire. Now, Spunkmire was not yes. was not Michael Bin, but Spunkmire. No, was but one Spunk. Of them. That's number three. Spunkmire is in there. Yes. Yeah, he never made it out of the uh, out of the loading dock. No, <laughs> he loading. did it. Spunkmire and uh, one more. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm now. I'll go with three. I don't know. Oh, I, all right. Well, I'll have to give you some credit for that anyway. So the, the list of the Marines, Apone, Dietrich, Dietrich, Frost, Spunkmire, Vasquez, Vasquez, oh, that's Drake, Hicks, Hicks, that's, that's an easy one, Hudson, Crow, Farrow, Gorman, and Where's Vasky? <laughs> where's Vasky? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. Hudson, of course, is Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. I got. Hey good man. Th- hey man. <laughs> we use harsh language, man. It's, and and most of his dialogue was ad libbed. That's what I love about. Was it even more about his character? Yeah, was it really? Game uh, over was ad libbed. What a crybaby. Game yeah. over, man. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> good. Good show though. Apone, Spunkmeyer, and Drake are. Three of the deeper cuts yeah, for Marines, so yeah. that's I mean that's still good. I'll give you I will give you credit for that one. Okay, thank you. So um, number seven. Uh, what Shakespeare play contains the line Kiss me, Kate? Taming is true. Correct. Yeah, Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good job. Hey, no- Mrs. Nelson at work. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Number eight. Who was the first athlete? To have a bigger salary than the president. Well, you know who I want to say. Mm-hmm. And he got, it seems like people leave that for a tip these days. The athletes do. <laughs> 1927 or 20, 29, Babe Ruth made $125,000 a year. I have to go Babe Ruth. Correct. I have to go Babe Ruth. Correct. The first year that, that it happened uh, was $80,000. For the 1930 season. 30, okay. Number nine. What is the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? True Lies. 
Correct. I like True Lies. Yes. I think it's, I absolutely. Think it's, I guess the best. I guess I I like that. True Lies was absolutely was, on my list of acceptable answers. Was out of his without his <laughs> out of his wheelhouse. You know, yeah. he was, it was out of his wheelhouse. But I thought it was done. Bill Paxson, man, was in it. <laughs> Bill Paxson. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, some of the best scenes. I also would have accepted Terminator or the first Predator. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was. But True Lies is definitely True Lies. On, on my True list Lies is so far out of his out of his realm. I thought that that I liked. I liked that one. I liked that one. Okay, excellent. Number ten. Bless me. According to the popular song by the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, here we go. What does the anagram "cream" stand for? Normal spelling. Yes. Okay. Yes. C R E A M. Doesn't matter because I don't have, I don't have a clue. <laughs> Cash yeah. rules everything around me. Cash rules everything around me. Yep. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> and that concludes Dad fears my trivia. Wow. That was um that was excellent though. Let me see. We missed sixty four thousand dollar question, but you got Blackbeard, Eminem, Opium, Miss Scrambled Eggs. Three of the Marines, but I'm giving you credit for it, so that's four. Taming of the Shrew, Babe Ruth, and True Lies. You got seven wow. answers, right? Wow. So let me see who, what podcast listener... Which number is up to? You were playing there. Down to. Um, I think we got two more. Oh, wow. You were playing for Melissa Zimmerman. Who is my boss ah. at Delaware Theater Company? Okay. <laughs> she is a podcast listener. There we go. And um, she just won something very forgettable from my house that I will give Congratulations, her. Congratulations, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly uh, a case of empty DVD boxes. Unless you need them. I need them. Sure. Okay, I need good. them. Yeah. Yeah. I have a box of 25 in the car. I need something I to put the podcast in. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good. Uh, Sorry, Melissa. You'll have to. Give my son a raise. Thank you. (laughs) For Father's Day. Come on. For Father's Day. Well, thank you, Dad. Meeting me on a Monday morning. Merci. Merci. (laughs) We're going to Niagara for a vacation this weekend. That's right. That's this weekend? Yeah. Well, we leave this weekend, and Mm. we're there for a week. So um, that ought to be fun. Will will have the cast, so there won't be be much swimming to be had. But the day we come back... Or the, the Monday after we come back, it comes off, so I think we'll be down here at the pool, weather permitting. We'll stay away we'll... from any New York prisons. Okay. While you're, while I will. You're that way. What did I miss? Oh, Lord. Uh, what did I miss? <laughs> two guys escaped from prison up there two weeks ago. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I did hear about that, actually. No, they're still loose, so I don't know where uh, where you are, and this is sort of like a... Closer to Canada. Yeah, well, we're going to Niagara on the Canada side. Okay, don't pick up any hitchhikers. Okay, okay. deal. Do that. Do that for Won't me. Won't do that. There's uh, 800 cops out there looking for him, so that, that's... expect to get stopped and searched if you go up that way. So right. That's just a little timely thing for. Right, we'll do. New York tourism. The only reason I remembered it was because it's the only uh, TV blurb that I've seen on it was passing either at the gym or something. It was like, search for missing convicts is costing a million dollars a day. Like, that was the story. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's <laughs> all we're worried about. It had know. nothing about, yeah. I was like, convicts, question mark? Yeah. And then it went right out of my mind. Not that these two weren't convicted murderers. And, uh, right. Oh, and, uh, good. 
and they're still looking for him. Some fat chick that worked in the office <laughs> thought they were both going to go. Uh, they were going to go do a threesome somewhere, but uh, but uh, she she got cold feet. It's not their loss. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not, not the convict's loss. That's crazy. I saw her. Yeah, <laughs> I saw her. That's you know they can do better out in the woods. <laughs> they can do better out in the woods. Should they happen to kill somebody while they're loose, she will need to go to the gas chamber also. Right. I mean, she gave them tools. She gave them. She told them she'd meet them with a car. She backed out on that. That's what. That's how. That's how they got to. So they, they, they got out, but she just wasn't their getaway. She driver. wasn't there. She wasn't there to pick them up. So they're why they were on you? foot. I don't know because they, you know, and and they were going to kill her husband of twenty one years. Oh, maybe she, that's why she wanted them to get out. Their, their their relationship was good though. That's what they said. You know, I maybe he thought it was good while she's getting convicted murders to uh, right. Yeah, so Shit. just be aware of that direction. Uh, you know. Bring up a map on Google, whatever, and, right. and uh, see where see where this prison was. There's no been no reports of them stealing a car or anything, stealing a car or a truck or a van or anything like that. So wow. they, they may still be on foot. For all I know, they've been uh, two weeks. They could be in they could be in Yemen by now. For all I know, right. I mean they could be in in you know any place they wanted to be in two weeks. I figured they were headed toward Canada. But what do I know? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm down here. You know, well, just, that's just, the... just, just keep your eyes open. Will keep your do. Eyes open. It's, it's, uh, you know, if you're going that direction, I know you don't pay much attention to network news and stuff like no. that. But, but this is one. This is one that probably maybe able to turn on a CNN or something to see how they're doing with chasing these guys down. I will. I'm just gonna start coming here whenever. Whenever I need the news, okay, <laughs> just yeah, give me that. an update yeah. every month That's when we podcast. Talk, talk to your mom, my oh, God, she's a, <laughs> she's, she wants to be a Fox News reporter. So. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that happening. Actually, yeah. great. Well, thanks, Dad. You're quite, you're quite welcome. It's it was fun. It was fun. It's always fun. It is. It's always fun. It is always fun. Well, so, um, until, so until my next language, uh, abiento. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks Very a lot. Very good. You're more than welcome. <laughs> You're Leopold de Scrambled eggs. Da-da-da-da-da. Some scrambled eggs.